Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Mike Anderson here, along with my co-host, Ashley Sorensen, and the one and only <laughs> Sam Soholt, public land activist. And uh, today we're going to talk about saddle yeah, so I'm excited. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing great. You know, it's mid-August. Well, mid-August. It's early August, but I'm already thinking about deer hunting. So, cameras <laughs> have Always. been going out. Stands have been going out. So it's mm-hmm. it's time. I wore my November shirt just to really get in the the mode for later later this fall. There you go. And you've got quite a setup here too. Thank you. Yeah, my brother and I did the build out on this van uh, in 2020, so the COVID year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty big, good rig. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure you could take this guy just about anywhere. It it go. You can get in a lot of uh, sketchy places with this thing. <laughs> can you stay in here? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's full bed, and then we've got a wow. in the back. We have a we call it sorry, like a weapon slide out with mm-hmm. foam cutouts, so we can put two shotguns, two rifles, a bow, you know, whatever in the back, mm-hmm. and then we have a decked drawer system that slides out for all the other gear. And got solar up top, so we can run a fridge freezer. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we've got it all dialed. Nice. And yeah. Yeah, you're ready for just about any of Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I, can, so. I can camp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like months. Yes. In this thing. Yeah. Well, you pretty much live in this in the fall, don't you? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Between mm-hmm. mostly in the van, sometimes in the, the old school bus, sometimes in the pickup. But yeah, it, uh, if we're going somewhere, it's, you know, camping wherever. Mm-hmm. And so you're going out to do photography on yep. some of these hunts? Yep, so yeah, do a lot of trips. Um, I'm in the point now where I'm lucky where I get to do a lot of my own trips. So nice. as long as I'm shooting photos for all my clients along the way, I get to go do all my own hunts and everything I want to do. I think that's like the, the dream job for most people listening probably. Yes, <laughs> I yeah, would I've, say I've so. I've been pretty lucky. It took a lot of time to get there, but uh, yeah, 12 years into it now. So wow. it's been good. Yeah. yeah. So how did it all start? Yeah, um, so I actually went to school here in Fargo, went to NDSU, and uh, my brother went to school at University of Wyoming, and he started archery hunting and was constantly trying to, you know, convince me to get into archery hunting, and I went out and actually filmed him on an elk hunt one year, and um, I drove, drove home and bought a boat from Shields. And so, <laughs> like, got into archery hunting, had always grown up interested in the film side of things, like I did a, you know, a lot of wakeboarding, rollerblading videos with buddies and snowboarding and whatever. And, uh, but bought a bow, started archery hunting uh, fall of 2010. And November came around and I ended up shooting a couple bucks in within 10 days of each other. And so I was just like on cloud nine, just jacked. (laughs) And so I was like, well, I'd always dreamed about like either working for a hunting show or having a hunting show. And so I just like cold called, cold emailed every contact I could find in the hunting industry and got an internship with Midwest Whitetail down in Southern Iowa so that following summer I moved down to Iowa and learned video production, pro staff management, kind of telling the story and learned more about whitetail hunting in three months than I probably would have in a lifetime, sure. you know, if mm-hmm. I'm doing it on my own. Wow. Um, yeah, that's Southern Iowa is definitely a good place to do it. Yeah, it was a good spot to learn and ever since then like just the, the deer hunting thing has kind of been in my blood. I just, you know, I kind of geek out on it more every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So you know, let's just let's just hop right into the saddle yeah. stuff. So, 
people listening to this on an audio only platform, um, it's probably going to be a better experience on YouTube. So you can see kind of the stuff that we're showing and pointing out, but we're going to do our best to, uh, kind of show it on the, on the audio yeah. stuff too. So you're going to have to do a pretty good job explaining <laughs> I will do my what best. exactly is going on. Yep. So it might be best. a challenge, but you know what? I got faith in you. <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah. If you can spend months in a van, yeah. you can, you can do this. I can describe saddle hunting. Yes. Yeah, yes. Maybe sure. that's what we should start out with. What exactly is saddle hunting? Yeah. So traditionally when people think of tree stand hunting or whitetail hunting, you think of like using either a ladder stand or a lock on stand, you know, just a hang on stand where the platform uh, stretches out from the tree and you're standing facing away from the tree. Basically most of the time you're facing out. Whereas a saddle, you use a much smaller platform and you, you know, but for lack of a better term, you're putting on the saddle is kind of like a diaper but it has leg loops and a, a belt strap. And then you have a tether rope, which attaches to the tree out above you. And you're leaning back away from the tree with your feet on a small platform. But that allows you to pivot around the tree on that tether rope. And so you can get shot angles, basically 360 degrees around the tree if you practice enough. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I know when I, when I talk to my friends, and like talk about saddle hunting, they have no idea. I'm just like, imagine you're wearing an adult diaper yeah. and you're, locked on by like lineman's ropes into the tree so it's actually like there's not a lot of material to it but no. at the same time you are locked in and you are safe yeah and when when you get into a tree stand compared to getting into when you're actually set up in the saddle i have found that when i'm wearing a saddle i feel more secure and I think it's because you have that constant pressure on you, like on like basically your lower back and your back of your legs, like pulling you to the tree. And I think like even if you slipped, you would just fall, you know, like right down into the tree and you can kind of like grab on. Whereas sure. if you're in a tree stand and you fall off, you'll hit the end of your, you know, tether on your um, tree stand harness. But then you're facing away from the tree and you got to figure out how to turn back around and sure. get back up the tree. So it does, in a sense, feel more secure than typical tree stand hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of like that initial fear of it. Like, is this stuff really going to hold me up? But then, yeah. you know, you get up into the tree and you get all secured and it's like, oh yeah, I do. I feel really comfortable on this thing. Yeah, and the other daunting thing about it right away is all the ropes. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's, it just seems like lots of knots and ropes and things to move around until you get comfortable with it. So I would say one piece of advice is anybody's jumping into the saddle game, uh, practice for, you know, two, three weeks leading up to the season. So where you're climbing the tree, climbing back down, getting everything rigged up because I did it the wrong way and I had got a saddle and I just wasn't gonna, didn't use it, didn't use it, didn't use it. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna hunt out of it for the next eight days and figure it out as I go. And that was during season. And I think I just swore my way through eight days <laughs> yeah. hunting, but it's out of frustration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. another thing with that too, just like getting used to the saddle is one thing. But actually shooting out of a saddle is a whole other thing too because you have like i noticed when i first started shooting out of a saddle i'd have like slightly different anchor points mm -hmm. and things like that because you know when you're when you're traditionally practicing at range or you know sitting down in a stand or whatever like you kind of know where you're going to be at but you're you're at some interesting angles at times yeah with a saddle so like you get one of these things make sure to practice like on one side of the tree, on the other side of the tree, and you know, like with one foot on the platform, and you know, like 
So there is a platform. Yes, there is okay. a platform. For your feet then, you can yeah. rest your feet there. Okay. Yeah. It's just much smaller than your- Is that hanging down stand. from your saddle then? No, so this attaches- To like the tree Basically, um, this is where your feet are gonna go, but like you'll be pushing against this side of okay. the platform rather than standing on top on it. of it. Okay. Yeah, so you can then you can kind of like walk yourself around the platform sure. and push yourself back and forth around the tree. Um, yeah. So as you're shooting, you can have your feet up against there? Yep. Okay, I'm envisioning you're just out there just hanging. hanging. No, I'm no, like, how are. in the world? You gotta have some good core strength. Yeah. You can just hang. I don't recommend <laughs> That's it. how I would do I it. I definitely no. <laughs> don't recommend shooting while just right. hanging. That, that proves difficult. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely, you gotta, gotta focus way more on your bubble on your site when you're uh, shooting out of the saddle. Yes, you do. <clears throat> yep. For sure, 100%. Yep. So can you just walk us through like all the components you need yep. for saddle hunting? Yep, so first component, or yeah, so I'll just start with the, the platform itself. And I have several of them here. Uh, this one is from Lone Wolf Custom Gear. I have a tethered platform. I also have a trophy line platform over here, but um, basically it's just a, this one's like a foot by maybe 14 inches deep, foot wide, 14 inches deep. It looks like a mini tree stand. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably the best way to describe it. But the nice thing is you're only using a single strap on the tree. So most tree stands are gonna have two straps. So this will lock on super tight with just using a single strap. And then that's what your feet are going to set on. And um, most of the time, like saddle companies will tell you to have the platform angled down just slightly. So that way when your feet are sitting on top of the platform, you can kind of like be comfortable standing on it. You don't always have to be on the edge. So you need a platform, uh, which is where your feet are going to go. You need the saddle itself, which this is the tethered phantom saddle that I have here. Um, this one I've got some accessory pockets and stuff, but you don't necessarily need that. But you need the saddle, which includes, um, basically this is gonna hold you to the tree and it comes with what's called a bridge. And so the bridge is the rope that is attached across your basically waist belt line and you can adjust that in and out um, for different lengths. And then the other two components you need are, you need a lineman rope, which is this one. Okay. So you need a lineman rope, which is gonna allow you to climb the tree. So when you're setting your climbing sticks, and I'll get to that in a second, okay. you can always be have a point of contact to the tree. So as you're going up, you loop the lineman belt around and you attach that to the other side of your saddle. So you can be lean back, put your next stick up, send the lineman belt up the tree, climb up again, set the next stick, climb up, set your platform. And then last, you need your tether rope. And so your tether rope is gonna be around the tree, just above head height, typically, if you're in a straight tree. If you're in angled trees or weird stuff, it's gonna adjust depending. But mm -hmm. most of the time you want that saddle or that tether rope kind of wrapped around the tree, just about, just above head height. And then that attaches by a carabiner to that bridge on your saddle. And then that, and then you can disconnect your lineman belt and that allows you the full motion around the tree. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you are 100% connected to the tree from the moment you step off the ground to the time you're up to the time you're back on the ground. Right. Okay. Right. And I highly encourage that and recommend that whether you're saddle hunting or tree stand hunting. I have, sure. uh, I've had lots of friends fall. I have fallen out of a tree, but I was attached to my safe line. And so I didn't fall 35 feet into a bottom Gosh, of a ditch. Right. <laughs> so, um, there's just way too many things that can happen easy. So anybody listening or watching this, take every precaution you can on safety in a tree. It is. It's an easy way to get 
mangled in the deer woods. Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if if you hunt long enough, it almost turns into like a matter of time where you have instances like that. Like I know I've I've fallen out of a tree once. It was my own fault though, because it was an old stand where we just pounded boards to like two trees that were together, and it was the top one. I went to grab. And it was like checking it out for the year and came right off. Yep. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a scary deal. You definitely have to be safe when you're out there. Yep. Yeah. Last, even last fall, I was just setting, I wasn't even off the ground yet, really. I was setting stick number two, which I can typically do from the ground. You know, I can set that and then climb up and then put my lineman belt on. And I reached up and I just, I slipped on my bottom foot and I caught my shirt sleeve about mid arm. Mm and it ripped off my shirt sleeve and my watch all in one motion and uh and so like i had a three-quarter length sleeve the rest of the day sure. like, gosh that happens quick <laughs> right. you know? yeah. better than your arm yes, yes yeah much better. yeah but, oh. um but yeah then the last thing you're going to want if you are a saddle hunter is a good set of climbing sticks now there's lots of companies that make them because i have so many sets of climbing sticks i've been testing out different ones and different attachment sure. points or whatever um these are the tethered one sticks just what I had in my in my kit before I brought it here to the store um, but these are super lightweight and the way that these work I'm sure a lot of people listening or watching have used climbing sticks in the past you know this is new to me so yeah. I so, appreciate this yeah. <laughs> like I feel like is this a difficult thing to climb so they're super simple so okay you attach this to you just put the stick against the tree mm-hmm. you throw the rope around and then these have a, basically this is like sure. a patented, whatever, mm-hmm. like looping system, but all of them have a loop and then you can tie a knot. This one, you just loop it around and then you run it back through itself, like kind sure. of in a figure eight. Kind of locking it in. Yep, mm-hmm. and that locks it in. And then you want that, like once you have it against the tree, then you're gonna push it down to set it. And that'll basically completely lock it against oh. the tree. And as long as you're not pulling out from the bottom of the step, they're gonna be very, very secure. Okay. Yeah. And then a lot of other brands will just have like straps too, where you've yep. got loops on each side. Sure. And then you, you know, you yeah. put the strap around the tree and then cinch it down. Okay, just yeah, like a so yeah, yeah. So I have here just a typical tree stand stick strap. Okay. Um, this one works for stands or sticks, but I try to. Um, I'm a big nerd when it comes to silencing gear, so I use uh, these are kayak oh. grips, and you cut them in half and then pull them over the cam buckle. So that way you oh, don't nice. any metal on anything. You should patent that, you know? You can still work it. I actually, <laughs> I actually borrowed the idea from somebody I found on Okay. So it's not, yeah. <laughs> that's not my... You uh, can you can find a lot of hacks on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so, yeah, I suppose you got to be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So when you're, the, I mean, the other goal is being, you know, like the, kind of one of the cool things about saddle hunting is, A, it allows you to be super mobile. Um, I use it a lot if I don't know if I'm going to be in a tree or hunting from the ground. So I'm not carrying a big stand and sticks around like, um, you know, unless I know I'm going to a certain tree, then I might carry a tree stand or whatever. But if I'm like, ah, I might sit on a cut bank or I might go up a tree. Like I can, you know, use a saddle and not be carrying around so much stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, How much does all this weigh then, would you say? um, I think the platform is like four pounds. Sticks are about four, I'd say 12 pounds-ish with ropes, saddle, sticks, and platform. 12 to 15. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, I find myself like, I've got plenty of stands that are just like out there set, whether it's like 
a ladder stand or a tower blind or like a lock on that I'll leave out there. But if I don't know exactly where I'm going to go or like public land right. or just exploring, like I find myself bringing the saddle a lot. It just yeah. seems really beneficial for the unknown situation. Definitely. Yeah. It's a, it's an incredible tool for those places where if you don't know exactly what you're getting into. Um, now I have, I want to add a caveat there that there are certain trees where I've walked up with a saddle and been like, well, if I had a tree stand, that tree would work. Mm. You know, if there's a branch like in the way for hanging on the back of the tree with a saddle where I could have got into it, you know, hunting out of the front of it with a tree stand. So there's, there is give and take on all of it, but it's a very, it's a very effective tool for exploring new ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Especially that public land yeah. that you're. Are yeah. you mainly hunting public land then? Or? Almost 100%. I mean, wow. it's probably like 95, 98% public sure. ground. Okay. Yeah. And oh. most time, if we do get access to private ground, especially for whitetail hunting, like mm-hmm. I'm putting my dad or my uncle or my brother-in-law on it, uh, okay. and then I'm going off and exploring something else. Something else. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Do you find, like, your target animals to be different when you're... In between hunting public, public and private um yes but or I, is that not the main factor it's not is really the main factor as long as it's a mature deer and for me and this may all probably get some hate for this but for, for me if i'm hunting public ground anything three years old or older is mature on public ground mm-hmm. so uh there's probably not a three-year-old that's going to be able to walk by me <laughs> when, I'm, when i'm out you know sure. i I'd almost never hunt uh, a stand location twice so I'll hunt mm-hmm. one spot in the morning one spot in the evening and then like if we're doing a seven day hunt or whatever I'll hunt 14 different locations because wow. I'm a firm believer that your first time in is your best chance to kill right now that all goes out the window if I do see a very large deer in the area yeah <laughs> you're coming back attention gets focused yeah. on that yeah that. for sure for sure yeah yeah we're definitely all guilty of that one. yeah so yeah talk to me a little bit about like setups when you're we'll talk whitetail sure um when you're when you have the saddle with and you're going out to a spot what what sorts of areas and like spots do you physically set up sure so i really like finding transition zones um and and i'm talking mainly hunting the rut right so i mean that's when i spend the most of the time in the woods from october 25th until you know thanksgiving basically so um, what I'm looking for is a lot of times because I'm hunting public ground, you don't have a food source. You don't have, you might not necessarily have really thick bedding cover, but you can find these little slivers of ground between the two. And so if you can find small chunks of property that are like basically what deer are gonna have to move through from bedding to food, that's what I love to hunt. Pinch points, um, you know, if I can find spots where the you know, the stand of trees next down to 60, 70 yards wide, you know, where I know they're going to stay in cover on their way to somewhere. Um, and then I'm, yeah, I'm always looking for, like, if there's slough bottoms or whatever around it, I'm looking for the dry stuff in between the sloughs. And um, if it's really wide open country, uh, deer will use, like, single trees as, like, marker points. So if you, if you look at any aerial footage, a lot of times you can see game trails between, like, one big stand of trees then then it'll go to like a single tree in the middle of nowhere and then off to another stand of trees or whatever and i'll look Mm -hmm. at that stuff and i'll try to do ambush points that are along the way interesting yeah Yeah. trying to think of other um 
I'm also not afraid to hunt really thick bedding area. Uh, if you can get in there early enough and get in quiet, especially during the rut where you're gonna have, um, you know, bucks that are coming in scent checking for does and whatever. Um, and then transition lines between different types of like woods. So if you mm. have like uh, coniferous trees, like a big stand of coniferous trees, and then it goes to hardwoods, right on that line, it can be really, really good. Or from, you know, like tall or prairie grassland to hardwoods or whatever, like right on those edges. Like I, I really like mm -hmm. that. Mm. Deer are really creatures of edge habitat. Yes. Yep. The more I've hunted, the more I've learned that. Yep. Yeah. So it's just a fun puzzle you know, try to put together every year. Yeah. It is. It's like one thing I like the most about deer hunting is it's almost like a chess match. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially if you end up having like private land and you can do like food plots and you can do like cellular cameras, you don't have to worry about them getting jacked or nothing yep. like that. Yep. Just like really understanding how the whole ecosystem comes together. It's just it's so fun. Yeah. I just yeah, I and, love it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's amazing. And then I, you know, my brother has always said, um, you know, if you're learning a new area, like it's it's very easy to get frustrated. Sure. Um, but it typically takes four years until you actually learn an area and figure out what the animals are really doing. Mm -hmm. So once you know, if you, anybody listening or watching, if you're trying out to hunt new areas wherever you're not finding success right away, uh, just kind of keep picking away at it and try to learn what those animals are actually doing on the landscape because year one and two might be very, very frustrating. And then starting year three, year four, you start to go, okay, now I actually know what I'm doing here. And I can go to this tree. I know they walk by, like, you know, they've done it the last three years on this date in October. <laughs> you know, you start, right. You, you know, it, you can start to pattern stuff and figure out, um, again, you're just putting all pieces together over time. So, Will you yeah. do that then? Go back and yeah. for years? Okay. Yeah. On so certain public uh, land? Yeah. In certain areas, um, you know, I've, I've run either cameras or hunted it, you know, for call it six, seven, eight years now. Okay, and yeah. it doesn't seem like it matters what, like there's a certain age class of deer that'll use certain uh, terrain features. Sure. And so if you find a spot where a big buck moves through, even if that big deer doesn't make it through the winter or gets shot by somebody else or whatever, another big deer in a year or two is gonna start using that same type of terrain because there's either good bedding or good cover or good access or whatever it might be. Um, you start to put those together and you can be pretty consistent at putting together a good hunt. Interesting. Yeah. And you kind of have to look at every hunt as a, as a success, mm -hmm. whether you shoot a deer or not, because like, okay, maybe you didn't fill your tag, but you learned something new okay. from yeah. that experience. And you use that and apply that to your prior knowledge and just become a little bit more dangerous every yeah. time you <laughs> get out in right. the field. Yeah. And to put lots of pins on the map, write stuff down, you know, like if you were in one tree, you know, say you hiked into somewhere brand new, but then you saw, you know, five or six deer that walked a different path further down the ridge or whatever, go put a pin there. And so the next time you go in and you go, okay, I need a tree that's going to be on this travel path. You know, there's a reason those deer are using it. Don't just get stuck in, you know, if you hung a stand, don't just keep hunting it just for the sake of hunting it. Mm -hmm. be willing to be mobile and that's what saddle hunting does it allows you to be like if you get like a, i've hung in four different trees one morning because like i got in one and i'm like no nope, <laughs> i don't like it and i got down and I moved 75 yards and i get up and then the sun starts to come up and then i see a deer moving like you know across the valley up on this other ridge and then i like drop down and get up another tree you know and it's all wow. bounce around a lot yeah i've found that too especially now that i've started saddle hunting a little bit more is yeah, you get it, you get out in the dark and you just kind of hope, okay, I hope this is the mm -hmm. right tree. And then 
you start, you know, like that, that sun starts creeping up and you start seeing everything and it's like, oh no, I, I really want to be in that tree. Right. But just the, the mobility of this setup allows you to shift yes. quickly yep. and quietly. Yeah. So yep. I was wondering, like, will the deer see you? Uh, so typically if you're first time in a lot, like deer, a lot of times don't look up. So mm. if you have a, a set stand location, like if you've got busted by a doe or whatever in the past, sometimes if you have an old doe, especially like if when they walk by again, they'll always look up <laughs> in that tree. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's hunt, pretty funny. Yeah. You hunt spots multiple times and you get intelligent does. Right. So yeah. We'll look up and they will just make a mission to wreck your hunt. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that is where bonus tags are very <laughs> beneficial. Yeah. Because <laughs> look you right in the eyes, kind of tease you. Wreck my hunt again, yeah. honey. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in most instances, if it's your first time in and you get up, you get you know you get above even above ten feet. But I try typically try to go you know twelve to sixteen feet where yeah. the base of my platform is going to go. Most deer aren't going to look up at you as long as you're not flailing around, sure. and making lots of movement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Last thing I want to touch on is packs. Yep. For uh, you know, for all this saddle setup and just your hunting in general. Yep. So you're a mystery ranch guy, right? I am a mystery ranch ambassador. So. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So Shields here, we just did a collaboration with Mystery Ranch and got a uh, specialty treehouse. Yes. Set up. We've got three different ones, and I happen to bring them with. There's a little so, unboxing here. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna do a little unboxing here. We've got right. this one is this, the 38, yep. correct? Yep. Should we just start with this one? Yeah. Walk right. me through it. Okay. So this is the Mystery Ranch Treehouse 38. Uh, a lot of cool factors built into this one um, that they like completely redid the treehouse last year. Hmm. And so the biggest difference is the fabric. And the fabric is actually a straight knit. So rather than like a Berber fleece or something that'll actually pick up burrs, oh. the fabric on this is perfectly straight. And oh. so if you do get burrs on it, they just brush right off. Nothing will get actually get stuck in the pack. It's nice. still super quiet. And the membrane basically makes it a waterproof fabric other than the, the zippers or the, you know, the sure. or um, but this one has, it's a rear opening top. And so you have a big pocket in here with also added pockets on the sides for organization. So this is the pack I use all the time because I'm a camera guy. So yeah. I have all my deer hunting stuff as well as like a camera and lenses and whatever in here. And then on the outside, you have straps on the bottom, which is where I put my sticks. And then you have straps on the back, which is where I strap extra clothes and my platform or my tree stand. Nice. Um, but yeah, this is my, the 38 is my go-to for sure. Yes. Yeah. And the pack itself is ridiculously lightweight, mm -hmm. but I find it being incredibly heavy because it fits so much stuff. <laughs> Yes. And I basically bring everything yeah. but the kitchen sink. The, the in bigger the because pack, I the more like you're going to add. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it does get heavy, but the way they have built the straps in, so it has an adjustable yoke, so you mm. can move this up and down to fit your torso length. Sure. And then it has heavy duty waist belt and shoulder straps, and so it does carry a load pretty dang well. And like yeah, very padded the, too. So. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. weight distribution on yeah. it is really, really. Yeah, and Mystery Ranch is known for making load hauling packs, and so they kind of built that into this one. Right, mm -hmm. nice. For yeah. sure. I like how it attaches to the tree, too, when, you, uh, when you're when you actually set up it. Yeah, yeah, if you don't use a screw-in step or whatever, to, or a, have a 
you know, a mount to hang it on. It actually comes with a strap that you can just strap the pack right around the That's tree and it'll hang on like that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. I find myself so many times like getting up and then thinking, oh, I brought an extra peg or something. Yep. Then it's not there and it's like, oh crap, <laughs> what are, where do I put my back now? Right. Yep. 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 Okay. Nice. Yeah, I can take we, that. We got two cool. other goodies in yep. here. So. All right, so we'll go to the Number small two. one. So this is the treehouse, this is just the nine liter. Um, and I actually just got my hands on one of these as well. And so I've only used it a couple times in the woods. And what I have found that this one is really good for is pre-season stuff. So mm. hanging cameras, trimming lanes, setting stands, uh, like you have, you know, clippers, saw, uh, water bottle, you know, cameras, whatever in here. And this one just is a waist belt, but then the shoulder strap goes up and over your head like this and so it's kind of like a cross sling and then you attach that sure. to your waist so you can actually haul a little bit of weight in there but for guys that don't carry you know if you have set stands or if you don't carry camera gear like us uh this pack is awesome because it's small and you won't overload it yes. <laughs> so, right. yeah you can load as much as you want into that one it's yeah. still not gonna be nearly as heavy as that exactly one. yeah yeah you can only fit so many snacks in the night. right yeah <laughs> Right. And last but not least, that kind of middle ground for you. Yep, and this is the 16. And so this one is also brand new this year. Um, and then this one is gonna be a real straightforward pack. This is for your kind of, I mean, it's uh, you're not carrying a ton of clothes on this one, but it's gonna get you through most of the season with all of just the essentials you need for going and sitting in a tree stand. So sure. again, this you won't overload this one and be huffing and puffing on the way to the tree. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's a really, really solid date pack. Yeah. So, yeah. I think this like new material is really neat. Yeah, yeah. and like it's a is... proprietary material yeah. that Mystery, only Mystery Ranch has. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so they developed it specifically for the whitetail line, um, which was cool. I got to, you know, kind of see the behind the scenes look on like when they were developing this sure. stuff. And it's uh, been pretty fun to see. Give some of your thought. feedback too. Yeah, and yeah. Just how much thought they've put into it. Because their first line of tree houses was good but there was a few things and the pockets weren't deep enough for water bottles and sure. stuff would slip out or whatever. And they've just really adjusted everything so it fits your everyday guy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, Sam, thank you so much for your time and bringing your van. It's a, I love the backdrop for this one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we've been having podcasts in my office and doing random green screens. And nothing wrong with your office, yeah. but. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd much rather be here. Me too, so me too. This is nice. This we is got... more fun. Yes. 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 So we Absolutely. appreciate you bringing the set to us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the gear that you, you brought, that's yeah. this is great. Well, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a real gear dork, so I, it's fun for me to nerd out about all of it because I have way too much of it, but I like, you know, I'm always I'm very nitpicky about stuff and I like yeah. to just test mm -hmm. stuff you know, share what I, my experiences in the woods. So. I think that's what yeah. people like to hear too. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. You find that everything serves its own purpose mm -hmm. and you just kind of tweak a little bit and get it to fit your exact personal setup and needs. And, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to get into the saddle hunting game, uh, you know, make sure to Head to your local Shields store or check us out online at shields.com and best of luck this upcoming hunting season.
Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.